On this edition of the Scott Radley Show podcast, we are going to talk about some very upsetting, well, weird, not understandable and concerning news about people dying. And nobody seems to know why we have so many people that are all of a sudden dying. We'll talk about that next. Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. I want to take the time that we have today to talk about a story that um, is weird. Uncert- uh, uh, unquestionably, but also I would suggest pretty uh, concerning when you start to look at the numbers. Across Canada, Statistics Canada say that estimated excess mortality is way up, or excess mortality. 2022 was a terrible year. Way more people died than we expected. 2023, we're 15 to 20% higher than prior to COVID. And this is not just a thing that's occurring here in Canada. This is around the world. People are seeing far more deaths not related to COVID and including much younger people than the statistics would suggest that we probably should be seeing. Why is this? Well, let me bring in Dr. Dawn Bauda. She's executive director of the Firestone Institute for Respiratory Health and a professor in the Department of Medicine with McMaster University. Thanks for this today. Thanks so much for having me. This, uh, again, obviously this is concerning, but this is a weird thing when suddenly you see this unexplainable spike in deaths, or is it unexplainable? Well, one of the things that people don't understand is that having a serious infection has long-term health outcomes. So for decades, we've known that if you're hospitalized for influenza or serious pneumonia, serious uh, gastrointestinal infections, your health is compromised pretty much forever. So meaning that on a population level, on an individual level, it's a bit harder to say. So as an example of being hospitalized for a respiratory infection, any respiratory infection is associated with an increased risk of heart attacks and stroke. For the foreseeable future. Uh, having uh, the Walkerton tragedy, which was a terrible tragedy where people got uh, E. coli and had a gastrointestinal infection, has been associated with increased mortality, uh, kidney issues, heart issues decades after the actual infection. So having a serious respiratory infection is bad for you. It's really, really tough on your body and it's hard to recover from that. So I think part of this excess mortality is just the after effects of having had so many of these infections. The is other it, part of that. Oh, sorry, no, go, sorry ahead. go ahead, please go ahead. The other issue is that uh, being hospitalized for infection and being ventilated, which we know happened a lot, is also very, very hard in your body and is associated with increased susceptibility to other infections uh, and an increased uh, risk of losing your capacity to live independently. And so we're seeing a little bit of that as well. So effectively, part, but not all of this excess mortality is probably the downstream effects of having had COVID for so many people. I'm just guessing here, but wouldn't that primarily apply to people who are a little bit older when you're talking strokes and heart attacks and things like that, that having these infections long term would be an would be something that would affect older people more greatly? Yes. So for sure. And I think, you know, when you're hospitalized for an infection, your chance of returning back to your life decreases the older you get. So if, uh, you know, a 60 year old and a 20 year old both end up in the hospital for COVID, the 20 year old is going to have an easier recovery than the 60 year old. And so that is inevitable. But the increased risk that you see in younger people also speaks to the fact that especially in the context of the Omicron era, where it's so contagious 
so many people have had COVID that even a uh, sort of less uh, susceptible younger person, um, when you have enough of them, you'll find the people who are susceptible to heart attacks and strokes. But doctor, I'm, I'm reading another story here from the States now. And it says, excuse me, according to insurance claims, uh, among working people 35 to 44 years old, a stunning 34% more died than expected in the last quarter of 2022, which is suggesting it's not just older people, which I guess throws more mystery onto the fire here. Yes. And we certainly know that things like long COVID actually hit working age people the most. And so there are complications associated with having long COVID or these other health issues. And in addition to deaths that are directly attributable to having had an infection, we also have to acknowledge that there were a lot of our health systems were impacted during COVID. Cancer screening was impacted. Um, we're still seeing a huge strain on primary care and family doctors because people are more medically complex now. And so that puts a huge strain on that as well. We also have uh, labor shortages all over the place. So that means that many countries are reporting that they're having a hard time recording all the excess deaths or all the deaths appropriately. And so there's some concern in some circles that we may have such a big lag in the reporting that we're missing some of those associations as well. So in addition to the fact that having even a mild COVID infection can leave even young people with long-term health issues, we have to acknowledge that waiting time lists in ERs and uh, delays in getting ambulance care and delays in seeing family doctors and cancer screenings also probably contribute to the excess mortality. There, uh, I will not be the first person to ask this question. Go on social media, listen around. A lot of people are pointing their finger somewhere else, though. A lot of people are saying, mm -hmm. is there a chance that this has something to do with a vaccine? That if you look around the world, uh, UK, excess deaths way up, Germany way up, France way up, Netherlands way up, Ireland way up, United States, places like around the world where the mm -hmm. constant was that people took a vaccine. People are saying, look, now we didn't we didn't know necessarily what this vaccine was going to be because we couldn't test it as long as we normally would. Is there a chance the vaccine is causing this? I'm really glad you brought this up because I think it's a it's such a disturbing statistic that we all look for reasons and we say, oh, what's different? And and the fact of the matter is, whenever we look at any of the risks associated with the vaccine, including the scariest ones you've ever heard of, the um, myocarditis or the heart issues, any any scary thing you've ever heard of, COVID is much, much, much worse for a broader swath of people. So we actually look, when you look at excess deaths, they tend to be lower in people who are higher, more highly vaccinated. So the greatest number of excess deaths occur in people who were not vaccinated. And again, that speaks to the relative contribution of vaccines and protecting us from many of these things, but also in the fact that being unvaccinated and having COVID can have really, really serious health outcomes. So I'm completely confident, although as an immunologist, I would never say all vaccines are 100% safe all the time because we've heard about side effects that some people can have and those can be very serious. But if you were to stack up the uh, those same health, scary health conditions you've heard of and stack up the number caused by COVID versus the number by the vaccines, you would be overwhelmed by the number of cases that are due to COVID. And, and you'd see barely a blip in those that are associated with the vaccine. So not to dive too far down the conspiracy rabbit hole here, but one more on the vaccine thing. We we by acknowledgement, we did not have the same amount of time to test 
this vaccine that we would have for other vaccines. It was an emergency to get it out there. But if you test other vaccines, the reason we give it more time is to see what might pop up down the road. Is there a chance that what we're seeing is the things we would have discovered in testing? Well, I th- again, I'm glad you brought this up because it's important to address these things. So the fact of the matter is when we develop these vaccines, I mean, one of the things we've learned just recently is it turns out um, myocarditis and some of these heart issues may actually be associated with uh, many different vaccines. It's just everybody was vaccinated at the same time. So it's sort of easier to find these things when it was COVID. So when we look at uh, the development stage, the greatest risk of having a side effect from a vaccine comes as your body's generating an immune reaction. And that's in the first six weeks. And in no vaccine that's ever been developed in the history of vaccinology, have there ever been uh, issues outside of that period? Because once your immune system develops the response to, in this case, the spike protein of the COVID virus, it doesn't change. It sees that for the rest of time. So that risk period is really limited to your first sort of immune responses and not to anything long-term. So I have no concerns about that. And um, we do have this thing called post-market monitoring that all the vaccine companies are required to do to follow up on these things. We've seen no signals except good ones. (laughs) So we've seen, you know, moms who are pregnant and are vaccinated, their babies end up doing better. We see that um, people who are vaccinated tend to have less of this excess mortality. And and so all the signals that are coming out from the vaccine are ones of protection, not danger. Fascinating discussion. I, I hope that uh, at some point someone can figure out what's going on, But uh, and maybe you've answered it already. But uh, uh, Dr. Don Bowdish, always appreciate you taking time. Thanks for doing this today. Thanks so much. Take care. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML. The Scott Radley Show podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Radley. Thanks again for listening, and do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. It is free. You will never miss an episode. And also, be sure you rate us and review us. Whatever you think of us, we'll take it. Thanks for listening.